Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So shows are going on. Yo, what's going on, everybody? You are tuned in to the Lineup Setters. Brand new fantasy show here on the Landry Football Network. You're tuning in with your hosts, Justin Henry and Aaron Mukes. Aaron, my man, how you living? Fantasy season is here and active, man. Man, I'm living good. We're headed into week four. Uh, hopefully, we get most of these games in. Obviously, we got this COVID stuff to talk about, but I'm excited, man. Glad to be live. Glad to be out here doing this show with you. Uh, good to yes, talk sir. sports, always. Yeah, man. I think what we could do is just break down, like, who the hell we are, what we do, and, and just how we got in this fantasy football thing. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and start. Obviously, my name is Justin Henry, and I uh, got a little bit of a football background. Started, you know, my big time watching football in high school and, and with my guy Aaron over here, man. We're a long time football fans, fantasy fans. We've been playing for a long time in leagues together. Uh, I actually got a lot of my background in like how to dissect and watch film, um, how to break down games by with uh, my experience with Pro Football Focus. Uh, so I worked with Pro Football Focus for almost two years. And in that time, I was the analyst for NFL college games. So I'd be sitting there literally writing down every single player, what their responsibility was. The whole King Caboodle, man. And so I, I watched the Pat Mahomes in college. I watched Deshaun Watson in college for every play. And um, get a chance to do that was really awesome. So used to be a diehard Niner fan. Now I'm more of a fan of just the game itself, some players, a lot of, uh, you know, I got kids. And so for me, it's a lot easier now to dedicate time to fantasy and not, you know, into a specific team and being a diehard fan. So I uh, love the game, love football, man. And uh, been watching, like I said, been watching games a long time, playing Madden with my co-host, man. Hey. So Aaron, I'll leave it, uh, the rest up to you. Yeah, man. My name's Aaron Mukes. Um, Football been my life for as long as I can remember. Growing up, always been a big football fan, uh, you know, playing when I was younger, but more so just kind of a student of the game. Um, I, I love I love everything there is about the game, the competitiveness, the drive. I've been playing fantasy a long time. We've been in a number of leagues together, uh, cashing in leagues together. So you got to listen up. We give you all the good nuggets right here. Um, but for the main part, my man, my main thing is, just to give people kind of a little bit of insight as to, you know, what to look for, especially in fantasy. Um, there's, you know, it's heavy numbers and a lot of people kind of got to separate the fan, the fan of their, their team to, to, to their lineups and what they're doing every week. And I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. If you guys peep the Zeke Elliott Jersey behind me, um, unlike Justin, I, I, I'm, I'm heavy, heavy into a team right now. Uh, always. 
but they're they've been disappointing lately. So uh, we'll, see, <laughs> we'll see if we can fix that. But uh, man, we're just here to give you guys uh, good information, set your lineups. Hopefully, win you guys some cash. Um, daily daily fantasy is the thing. We're gonna talk a lot about DraftKings, and I'm excited just to to get back and talking football with my man. Uh, we did it heavy for a long time, and we're back. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah. Back and better than ever. And yeah, if you have any questions, definitely leave them in the comments. We'll go over anything, any topic. We can talk about it all. So this isn't just, you know, your your regular fantasy lineup. We'll talk about if you got PPR leagues, if you got a dynasty league, if you uh, are in uh, in the daily fantasy leagues too. Like whatever you're you're looking at, whatever you want to talk about, we can cover it all. If you're looking at young rookies, if you're looking at vets or injury reports, uh, we got you guys covered. So drop your questions in there. The way that we're going to break down our show, at least early on, we're going to talk a little bit about the week that was, talk about some studs and duds from the week. Go over it really quickly because I know you guys want to get into the meat and potatoes of it, which is this week's games. So we're going to break down every single game and talk about players we like, players we don't like, sleepers, uh, young guys that maybe were on the rise. we got some other players that are, you know, maybe trending down. So we're going to go, we're going to cover it all. And then last, what we're going to do is go through our DraftKings lineup. So we each set a DraftKings lineup, and we're going to go head-to-head every single week and keep a tally for you guys and let you know who our roster is, uh, how our lineups turned out from the week before. And then at the end, we're going to have 10 minutes dedicated to answering your fantasy questions. And if we don't have any questions during that time, we're just going to go back and forth on sleepers, potential players we like, talk a little bit more about our lineups, whatever it is. So let's get into it. And we'll disagree a lot, so that we, I, I look I look forward to that uh, that back and forth banter. Uh, we've been yeah, doing it for man. a long time, so I look I look forward to that. You guys will get to hear it all. Yeah, we we definitely have a different train of thought when it comes to these fantasy lineups. What's important, what's not. So you'll get two different points of views. Uh, we're not like some of the other shows that are out there. We we won't go too heavy on the debates, but you're definitely going to find some contrasting point of views, man. So last week. Um, I think we saw for me, it was really cool to see one of the, the greats doing what he does best. And that's Russell Wilson, man, Russell Wilson. He's on a tear this year and I don't see it stopping, man. Um, I love what Russ is doing on the field. He's in full control right now. And I think this is the best football he's played in his career. Um, love what he's doing from a fantasy standpoint. And I feel like he can keep that going, man. And as far as somebody who was just kind of on the rise, uh, to take a look at. It's always easy to look at rookie receivers and be like, that's the next pickup. But I really like what Justin Jefferson brought to that Vikings offense last week. Uh, I think the deep playability, the, the ability to stretch the field is something that Cousins, obviously, he's he's kind of, you know, hitched his career on the ability to do that. And uh, losing a guy like Stephon Diggs there in the lineup, it gives him a, a new threat now. I don't think they really have that truth that Thielen is what he is at this point. And he's obviously on the decline, but Justin Jefferson to me looks like the real deal. I, I'll tell you, it's funny you mentioned Russell Wilson because the first guy I wrote down um, on my on my stud of the week was Tyler Lockett, and I think he's I think he's a he's a very underrated receiver. And you know, oh, now you do, huh? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I'll be honest. Hey, I, like, hey, you're right. I wasn't a fan. Uh, you know, the undersized kind of the you know the mold of like a Tyreek Hillish. Wasn't kind of my my receiver. I like the big guys, physical goal line threats. But Tyler Lock has really impressed me over the last couple of years. And three first half touchdowns against the Cowboys. Um, you know the nine catches, hundred yards. He's seeing the target share. He's borderline a, a wide receiver one for me. And yeah. 
you know, in, in season long leagues. And I don't think, I don't think we can overlook him anymore. At least I can't. Uh, I think he's legit. He runs all the routes in the route tree. He's not afraid to go across the middle. Um, he's, he looks like the real deal. And, um, I'll be the first to say I wasn't on board, but I'm on board now. And I like what you mentioned with Justin Jefferson. I think the playmaking ability of, of a Stefan Diggs was, there was a void there, but yeah. Justin Jefferson did exactly. And, and last week, at least he did exactly what I think they expect him to do going forward. Um, I just hope that, that an Owen three team leans on him a little bit more, um, who knows if they're going to be out of the playoff picture soon or not, but I think they start to go to him a little bit more, give him a little bit more playing time and his target share should continue to rise uh, alongside another good receiver, obviously in Adam Thielen. Well, I mean, they don't really have a whole lot of other options out there outside of Thielen. Uh, they have, you know, obviously the run game with Dalvin, but um, it looks like his role will expand and it's obviously on him, you know, how fast he, he learns the blocking his, the other things that keep you on the field. Right. So it's, it's important for him to do those things, but, I want to talk about some other players who are not doing the things that we need to keep them in our fantasy lineups, which is the most important thing. And I want to start off with two duds. Um, one is somebody who looked like they had all the room in the world to shine, all the room in the world. It's a past name we've trusted in the past, and that's Dion Lewis. Came out through damn near a goose egg on Sunday, man. And, you know, he stepped into that, that you know, Giants-Niners matchup and did not do anything, man. Just no, no room at all. Uh, no touches at all. Devontae Freeman is now on the fold. They also have Wayne Galman in the fold. And it's looking like that Giants backfield is a mess, man. So uh, obviously, Deion Lewis was expected to, to tote the load. They got Devontae Freeman, and it is what it is. I think he had like two touches the entire game. So, and then last, uh, I want to talk about Joe Mixon. <laughs> Joe Mixon to me, man, is it's, uh, you know, we've seen. Running backs like this in the past, you know, they have strong seasons and then they kind of just are what they are. And, and I'm starting to get the feeling that he might be one of those touch hoarders that just doesn't put in the consistent fantasy numbers that we need from an RB1. He might be more of that mid-tier RB2, high-end RB2 type of feel, but I'm definitely getting concerned about Joe Mixon. I'm almost off the Joe Mixon train. Um, yeah. I have Joe Mixon in probably, I'm in 16 leagues this year. I probably have him in about <laughs> half of my leagues. Uh, I, was, I was I was high going on to the way he finished last year. Um, one thing I'll say about Joe Mixon is he tends to be a slow starter the last couple of seasons and finishes a little bit stronger. But I have concerns about him, more of the the Bengals kind of landscape of their team. The offensive yeah. line is poor. They they fall behind a lot, so game script comes into play. Giovanni Bernard gets a lot of the pass catching, you know, opportunities there. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm holding out hope. You're in a situation now. If you're playing in season long, you can't really offload them because of the fact no. that nobody's going to pay the value that you spent in an eighty in on your ADP. Um, so you kind of just kind of hold out, wait and see. Um, I do like the matchup this week though, so I'm really excited this week against Jacksonville. Uh, we saw what Gaskin did against. He's going to do it. He has to do it this if week. If it's man. not this week, then <laughs> it's probably not going to happen. And then speaking right. on um, on the Wayne Gallman, Deion Lewis, Devontae Freeman situation. Let's be honest. The Giants' offensive line has been poor the last couple of years. Even Saquon Barkley, who you know is a transcendent talent, has struggled as we've seen week one at times behind that offensive line. I want no part of that backfield. No. We've seen Deion Lewis is just what he is. He's just a guy. 
That whole offense, man, you can't even – they don't even got a receiver that can get loose. You're looking for Slayton to do something. You're looking for Evan Ingram to do something like anybody, Daniel Jones, and all the players you were hoping that you could put into your lineup at the back end of the draft, none of them are panning out, man, none of them. It's just the entire offense to stay away from at this point in the season. It's bad right now. It really is bad over there in New York, Um, not just in – on Giants land, but also in the Jets territory. So I'm just staying away oh. from that whole state altogether. Um, <laughs> but I want I want to ask you about somebody because I, I think it's an interesting topic. Um, the end of last year when Kenyon Drake was traded to the Cardinals, a lot of people had high hopes. We saw what he did. He was a little bit inconsistent, but he had these monster games and everybody, he shot up draft boards. Yeah. Um, a lot of people invested capital in him this, this offseason. I'm a little disappointed. Um, he comes off performances against the Detroit Lions, 70, 70 yards, only sees one target. You have a, an addition of DeAndre Hopkins, who seems to be the, like, we're going to throw him the ball 20 times a game. I don't care if it's a two-yard out. He's going to get 15 catches. I, I think that's taken away from Kenyon Drake's value, and I'm glad I stayed away from him in drafts, but I have serious concerns about those people that are investing in him. I, I worry Ooh. about that that RB one value that everybody thinks he has because he's in a spread it out offense. I, I, I really nah, nah, man. I'm glad you asked me about that because he's actually a player that if I was trading right now, I would be targeting. Kenyon Drake is a player that I would be targeting right now because he's lost a lot of the hype. He does have the workload that's going to come. There's not another, another running back. Chase Edmonds isn't really a, a, a true threat in my mind to take away those meaningful carries that they're going to need later in the season. So he's a player that I would be trading for as a high-end RB2, as a low-end RB1, being ready to give up some of your maybe overperforming assets to go get a Kenyon Drake. I like that they're trying to get D-Hop involved right now, and I think that's by force. I think what they're doing right now is they're trying to get Kyler going. They're, they're letting him use his feet. They're forcing the rock right now to D-Hop, getting him involved in the offense so that teams know that they're a threat to throw the ball. They know that they're, they already know what they have in the run game. And you know how it is in the fantasy season when it gets down to those important weeks, those week 14, 15, 16s, those crunch time weeks, what do the teams do? When the weather gets a little bit colder, the team stop throwing, they go a little bit more secure, and they play ball security. And he's going to get those touches that we were seeing at the end of last year too. So I like what Kenyon Drake is uh, able to bring to the table. You actually might hear me talk about him here in a little bit when we go over our games. Uh-oh. Yeah, I, I, man. I, one thing I agree with you, I think the volume will consistently be there. And as you know, volume is – it's just about everything in fantasy. When guys are getting 20-plus touches or opportunities, it produces fantasy points um, usually. But I'm going to say something. I'll be honest. We got a rookie like a James Robinson who's shined for three weeks in Jacksonville. I'm more excited about James Robinson than I am Kenyon Drake. That's the player I would trade for Kenyon Drake. <laughs> that's so, the player I would yeah. I'd be like, hey, I got James Robinson in the receiver. I'll trade him for Kenyon Absolutely. Drake. Absolutely. But that's the kind of things, that's the, those are the kind of moves you're seeing right now, right? You get yeah. the guys that are three weeks in, you have this guy like James Robinson, a rookie, an offense that's gonna use him a lot, but and they're quick to they're quick to okay, let's overvalue this asset. Um I, I just look from the standpoint of, like you said, you're excited about him. I'm maybe more a little bit more pessimistic about him. I'm not saying he's trash by any means. It's you know, it's not the difference of RB1 versus RB or flex play. It's just RB1. Right. Maybe now I see him as a, a maybe a top end RB2 instead. And when you're talking fantasy, I think this is an important thing that before we get into our games is always trying to find what's coming next. It's easy to see what already happened and say, okay, this player, James Robinson, is going to be an RB1 for the rest of the year because he's getting 20 touches a game and he's producing this, you know, the numbers that support that. 
But then you also have to remember, like at the end of the day, who these players are and trust the talent evaluation that you had. We're only three weeks into the season. So if you had Kenyon Drake as an RB1 and he's still getting the same touches, trust the process. A lot of times they're going to get to 1,200 yards. They're going to get 2,000, whatever numbers you're thinking that they had in their head. They may get a little bit over that. They may get a little under it, but it's going to come at some point. And, and football players tend to be streaky too. You know, you'll have weeks where you're just dialed in with your offense. You'll have other weeks where you're frustrated, just like you or me, whenever with our lineups. You're going to have times when you're you're looking like you know it all. You're going to have other times when you look like you don't know anything about football. So trust the process. And if you draft somebody, don't be willing to drop or trade them unless you are for sure not going to put them in your starting lineup. That would be my advice for anybody looking to trade or assess value with the player that's either overvalued or undervalued at this point. But let's talk about some of these players, man. We've been, you know, I think it's good to kind of get in this conversation. Let's talk about the Vikings and the Texans, man. Mukes, what are your thoughts on the Vikings-Texans game and maybe some standout players or duds that you're expecting from there? Fire up Dalvin Cook. Uh, Houston has the worst run defense in the league, giving up the most yards. Um, I'm all over Dalvin Cook. I know he's coming off a big game, so everybody's back on board the Dalvin Cook train, but yeah. I think it just continues this week. I'm I'm really, really high on Dalvin Cook this week. And kind of the reverse of that, I'm I'm excited about if I mean, let's be honest, if Will Fuller's actually healthy, they took him off the injury report. But if you have the Texans receivers, uh Minnesota secondary has struggled. They're they're young. Um, they lost a lot of guys. I'm firing up my Texans receivers and Deshaun Watson. So I'm really excited about Will Fuller this week. And even Randall Cobb, who come, who's coming off a big week, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm on board with the the Texans receivers, and Dalvin Cook is going to be a monster this week. Yeah, man, and I'm definitely with you on Deshaun Watson. I think he's had he struggled. He's one of those players that struggled. You're looking at him like, man, I drafted him as a QB one. Is he, you know, back in QB one? Is he still elite? If he doesn't produce it this week, I think you'll have your answer. Obviously, not having D Hop is a little bit of a struggle from previous years. But I, I think this is the week that he's gets back. He gets back on board. He's facing tough defenses, has some bad matchups. Um, but I think in this Vikings game, he might be able to expose some things. Like you mentioned, secondary isn't all there, and I, uh, um, and I, I think that this is the week. Obviously, Will Fuller, Cobb started kind of get things going last week. You can expect some big things from Deshaun Watson. I expect some things on his from from his feet a little bit this week too, with that pressure coming in from from Minnesota. And then on the Vikings uh, side, I'm going to run it back again with Justin Jefferson, man. I think that they found something there last week. Um, obviously, he had a ton of targets last week. So I think that this week would be a good week to test that out again, man. If you have him, plug him into your lineups and see what he does. Uh, see if you can keep the momentum going. A lot of times the defenses will start to strategize against that as well. So you could be looking. You may not be looking at 170 again, but I think that he's a safe player. You can comfortably have him in your lineup as a wide receiver three or flex play. I like it. I like it a lot. I think uh, I think the Deshaun Watson point is right on. I think he's played some tough defenses, and he hasn't used his legs as much. Um, they obviously struggle to run the ball there, even with the addition of David Johnson. They just Bill O'Brien just doesn't commit to the run. Um, I think this is the week Deshaun Watson gets back on track. Uh, I don't know if it's going to translate to a win for them, but for fantasy wise, yeah, I, I think I think it's good to go. Yeah. And all our all of our stuff is fantasy, obviously, man. We got to keep it fantasy because, you know, I think it's easy to get for us. We talk real football so much. You know, we might bring some real football points. We talked about blocking a little bit earlier today. Like we might bring some real football points, but it is relevant also too to the fantasy argument. If you stay on the field, if you're able to make the right plays and a player like, you know, I want to talk about this Seahawks Dolphins game starts to talk about my sleeper for the week. 
Mr. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is about to have a extremely productive week on the football field. And I don't think it's because he's a great player. And I don't think he has much time left in Miami. I think two is going to come in there later this year and probably turn some heads. But what I do think is I think that uh, you got to be able to keep up with the Seahawk, the, uh, the Seahawk offense. Seahawk offense are going to put up points. And we know that uh, Russ is probably going to throw. He's, he's on a mission this year to throw for, you know, however many touchdowns. He's, he's obviously in the MVP race. But they got to keep up. And the Miami uh, offense, I think, has has kind of been clicking the last two weeks. Uh, Fitzpatrick, you look at his fantasy totals from the last two weeks. Uh, you know, he's thrown for – he had 160 yards last week, two touchdowns, 328 the week before that with two touchdowns. And he even rushed for a touchdown last week. So he's making plays. He knows he don't have much time left. And I think that these guys uh, keep up at least – with the Seahawks offense, Ryan Fitzpatrick, fire him up in your lineups if he's on your waivers. And you got one of the quarterbacks that's out this week from the postponed games. Pick him up. Fitz magic. I like it. Fitz magic. It's funny because my guys that stand out to me in that are Preston Williams and Devontae Parker. For the same exact reason. <laughs> uh, we watched Dak Prescott throw for 470 plus yards um, against the Seahawks defense. We saw Matt Ryan throw for 400 plus against their defense. As great as Russell Wilson is, their defense can be exposed. Their secondary yeah. is weak. Um, so the whole and no Jamal Adams Patrick, too, man. No Jamal Adams. Their pass rush isn't what it you know what it used to be. There's no more Legion of Boom. Um, I like the Dolphins passing game in this one as well. Okay, and Seahawks offense, man. I think just talking about that really quickly. Um, I was thinking maybe that entire offense is going to be the play. If you look at Russell, if you look at uh, DK, you're looking at Tyler Lockett. I don't think you could really go wrong. Even like if you're if you're struggling at tight end, I know uh, Kelsey is either postponed or out. Um, you're looking at Greg Olson, man. Greg Olson even has been getting some target shares. Uh, he's getting a little bit of target share there in the offense. And um, only one I might stay away from is Chris Carson because if the game gets out of control, I think that they might start to bring in Carlos Hyde, give him a little bit of a a little bit of a rest there from the injury last week. I think he could still obviously do RB1, RB2 numbers, but that would be the one player I would proceed with caution. Yeah, Car- Chris Carson is expected to play from all reports this morning. Um, he is expected to play, but I do have some concerns about the knee, and if they get ahead early, you know, pulling yeah. him out or splitting the workload. Um, also, like you mentioned, um, the Seahawks receivers, we will talk about DK Metcalf as we get later on into my DraftKings lineup. So um, there are there's some exciting pieces there. Um, okay. I, 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 this game is just a fire them all up, right? Offensively, I think it's going to be a, a high-scoring game. Uh, Miami's going to be forced to throw the ball. Seattle's going to probably jump out to an early lead, so they're going to put up their points early. Um, I, I just think you're starting all those position or those skill players in this game. Yeah, if you got a Seahawk, definitely start them. And I want to talk about a game where if you have some players in it, you may not be starting any of them. I don't know about this one. This Colts-Bears lineup, man. Um what are your thoughts on the Colts, Bears, studs, and duds? Well, the first thing I have uh, is I think it's going to be a defensive game. Uh, the Colts have been the number one defense in the league, uh, which has kind of gone under the radar. Um, I don't think people expected it this year. And then the Bears, the Bears defense is always solid. You have Nick Foles coming in. The Bears defense has not given up any rushing touchdowns. So if you're you know, high on Jonathan Taylor, just understand that the Bears defense is stout. Um, he's going to see the touches, but the production yeah. level might not be where you need it to be. So I'm staying away from Jonathan Taylor in this game if you have other options. Uh, if you're somebody that drafted Jonathan Taylor really high and you really don't have anything else, then I, understandably you're going to put him in there. But if you were fortunate enough to get 
two guys in earlier rounds that you can fire up, I would I would go that route. And then I'm not everybody knows everybody that knows me knows I am not a Nick Foles fan. I'm a Nick Foles hater. I don't care if he won a Super Bowl or Super Bowl MVP. Um, I would never start Nick Foles. I, I just wouldn't. So um, playing against that Colts defense, uh, I'm leaving Nick Foles on the bench. Yeah, and I think I'm gonna. I'm not a big Nick Foles fan either. I think he's uh, inconsistent, but he has those high games, and this does not have the makings for that. I think it has the makings for a lower scoring game, ball control type game. Um, but I do like the volume for either Jimmy Graham or uh, Allen Robinson. I think that the the catches will be there. I'm not sure that the the volume as far as yardage will be there. But I think you're gonna you can expect some quick passes in this offense. Getting the ball downfield, getting Nick Foles in some comfortable spots. I know he takes the deep shots, um, but I think just getting him comfortable in that offense, getting him in a position to win a football game, which I think is the most important thing for that team at this time. Uh, keeping the train rolling. I know they they have a pretty good record right now. I forget what it is. They're um, undefeated. Three and the weirdest three yeah. and team ever. I mean, yeah, you bench your quarterback. At, you bench your quarterback at two and zero. So you know that's that's weird. crazy to me. It's yeah. crazy to me, but I think it's the best option for them moving forward. And they had to do what they had to do for their football team. And I also do. I think you're right. Stay away from the Colts in general. They're obviously a ball control team. They're running the football this year. No real receiver is. You know, even Hilton's not even really doing anything. I think they lost their their best uh, fantasy option with Paris Campbell. But I want to go back to the well. And I think this is kind of a deep. Well, this is like a, a really deep Hail Mary type play. If you're looking for something from this cold offense, check out Naheem Hines. He had a bad week last week, and he was everybody's fantasy darling to pick up a week ago. But with this Bears pass rush, I think what will happen is instead of going to Jonathan Taylor in the run game, that you might see a little bit more of those quick passes from Phillip Rivers to keep him off his back in this game to Naheem Hines. And I know that they have a, a lot of plays that they like to build him into. And I'm not sure Jonathan Taylor is going to all uh, to, to carry that workload every single game. Naheem Hines, if you're looking for just a deep flex play, if maybe you're in a 12-team league, 14-team league, and you're looking for a last option, don't give up on him just yet. You might see some production from him moving forward, at least in this game. I love Naheem Hines. I think that's a, I think that's a great point. I think Naheem Hines is a, is a great piece. He's uh, super athletic. He can do all the things out of the backfield. They obviously like him in Indianapolis. Uh, I, I like that point there. It reminds me a little bit of that, uh, you know, that Patriots feel, you know, and you just don't know, you, you can't predict the week that Burkhead's going to get the work or when right. they had, you know, James White is going to get the work or it's going to be a heavy running week. Like you can't predict the the heavy run versus the, the quick passes. But if you can predict it, this seems like it's setting up for a Heinz little kind of, you know, six to seven catch type game just out the backfield like he did with, with uh you know in San Diego he's you never really know who, when it's going to be Eckler's turn or Melvin Gordon's turn I think that same feel is going to be here uh with the Colts and you, you know Philip Rivers likes I mean he loves checking down to the backs um obviously you're not getting the production from T.Y. Hilton that everybody expected he's been under 10 fantasy points every game this year he so he's been a disappointment and I like I said I know Philip Rivers likes to check down to the back so that's a good call on the human yeah and actually, you know, I think, to be honest, before we move on to the next game, there's a couple other little gems there on that Colts team. When you lose a Paris Campbell and you lose a Michael Pittman out for four weeks, you have the opportunity for new fantasy studs to arise. And so, obviously, Moali Cox is the, is the name that I would go to as far as a tight end, the basketball frame, the Antonio Gates type of feel to him. Uh, Rivers, I feel like, will produce to him. And then don't sleep on Pascal as well. 
Um, that could be a deep Hail Mary for And this isn't something you'd want to play in like a 10-team league, but if you're looking and you're, you're just looking for options in maybe a 12-14-team league, um, might be a little bit of a, uh, a flex play that you could put in there. Let's go on to the game that was almost canceled, almost postponed. Uh, Saints-Lions, man, we got a scare there last night, late last night. Um with the COVID scare there, but I'm glad that we don't, and they're on for today. We get to talk about the Saints and the Lions. When it comes to Saints and Lions, man, who are you looking at? Uh, obviously, Alvin Kamara. The The minute I heard the news about the COVID and then found out that the guy who tested false, you know, false positive sat right next to Alvin Kamara on the plane, yeah. and I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Even if they play it, Kamara's out. Um, so Kamara, obviously, after coming off last week's big game, uh, he, he's definitely somebody that's always going to be in my lineup. Uh, I'm concerned about their receiving core in, in New Orleans. I don't think there's a guy that I'm looking at to start there without Michael Thomas playing. Uh, I, I thought initially Emmanuel Sanders would step up and be that guy. He's been kind of a disappointment as yeah. that number one guy. But there is somebody that I have in my DK lineup that we'll get to a lot later. I don't even want to bring his name up yet on the same Dude, team. I hope, I hope me and you ain't thinking about the same thing. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just leave it quiet for now. And we'll talk about it a little bit later, <laughs> but as far as the lions, uh, I'm super excited about Kenny Galladay. I'm glad he's back and healthy. Uh, he's got to be in everybody's lineup. I actually like the Detroit lions passing game in this one. I think, I think both Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are going to have pretty good days. I know Marshawn Lattimore can be a good corner at times, but I've also seen him be uh, an average corner at times and get beat. Um, unless he's playing against Mike Evans, then he always plays really well. Yeah, and I think both the starters are actually out this week for the Saints. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think Galladay, I, I'm 100% on the Galladay training with you. Uh, I'm fading both the quarterbacks, though. Fading Drew Brees, and I'm fading Matt Stafford in this matchup because I think that uh, Drew Brees is probably a long-term fade this season. Um, I don't think that he has what it, what it takes in the tank uh, to produce for your fantasy team. And you might see it with Michael Thomas in there, and he might get you, you know, your 250, 302 touchdowns every now and then. But to see a consistent Drew Brees that we're used to that's dependable in your fantasy lineup, I think those times are over. And depending on how he produces – it could be even worth if you if you're in a super deep league, uh, maybe stashing Jameis Winston, man, because if he comes into that offense, yeah, he might throw some picks, but he's definitely going to make some plays in that offense, uh, especially with having the weapons that they have there in, in New Orleans. Uh, I also had Kamara on my uh, on my studs list, so I mean, right now he's the top. I, I think he's the top player in fantasy until Michael Thomas gets back. Breeze is going to force feed him the rock. He's going to get his catches and produce for your fantasy team. So get Kamara. He's obviously on a mission this year uh, to be the top back, and you can see it in his production. So Alvin Kamara is definitely a uh, – obviously both of us showing him love this week. Moving on to the Cardinals and the Pan- – oh, go ahead. I got a question. I, I want to I bring something up. I, I think yep. it's important. Um, and, I, and we talk about this all the time, but you talk about Drew Brees' kind of his regression and the way you don't – Stafford is the same thing. Yep. Is there something to be said about these guys who used to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns that are now immobile? They don't move. And you look at the top fantasy guys. They're all, I don't want to say they're all rushing quarterbacks because they're not, but they're all able to move in the pocket, use yep. their legs, whether it's Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahone, Lamar Jackson. They're all guys that can move and bring something in the running game, even if it's just 30, 40 yards a game. Uh, maybe running for a touchdown when you get near the goal line. I think that's important when we're looking at these guys that we're used to in the past that stand in the pocket and pick defenses apart. Their great games could be 350 and three touchdowns. 
Josh Allen could throw 240 and two touchdowns, but he also got, you know, 50 yards rushing and a rushing touchdown. So I think right. we need to look at that when we talk about quarterbacks and just understand that the, the traditional quarterback that sits in the pocket when it comes to fantasy is not as valuable as what it used to be. And I think we need to kind of, again, look at that when we're setting our lineups. Yeah, that's a great, great point, man. And both of those quarterbacks were fourth quarter slinging it a lot down the field and, and losing some of that ability combined with that mobile ability, man. It's a great point. Uh, so we can't go now to this this Cardinals, and speaking of mobile quarterbacks, go to this Cardinals and Panthers game, man, uh, where I really like uh, Drake breakout this week. Kenyon Drake, I'm assuming uh, that there's going to be a breakout. The Panthers uh, defense is allowing the second most fantasy points right now to running backs. And so when you got a player like Kenyon Drake, all signs are pointing to a breakout game where he can get him his touches. He can do what he needs to do. And I think it's time to get him involved because otherwise you're going to, you will start to see defenses keying in on D hop, not really allowing the production that they're going to need spying on, on Kyler Murray. It, it'll happen. That's just the nature of the game. And so I think they have to get the run game going to open up the rest of their offense. And I want to talk a little bit about Kyler Murray too. You know, I'm throw this back at you is the Kyler Murray breakout real or is it forced right now and are we going to see some adjustments made by these teams or do you think he he belongs in that player that you know that upper echelon of, of Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, kind of that that upper echelon elite mobile quarterback. Uh right now I think there's two guys that sit at the top and that's Mahomes and Russell Wilson and I don't really put anybody else in their category. <laughs> you, I mean you missing you missing Lamar in there, right? Uh no, I'm not. And, and and I'm not saying that from a fantasy standpoint, I've been underwhelmed by Lamar Jackson and it's not because of his talent. Yeah. I think it's because of the way the team is trying to structure, like make him, you know, sit in the pocket and throw passes and all that stuff. So that's more what I'm talking about, not his talent. But Kyler Murray, I think, is in that group of up and coming talent as far as being able to throw the ball. I think the same you mentioned the problem. I think they're not getting Drake involved enough. I don't think they're relying enough on the running game. And what happens is when you put these quarterbacks in situations to just drop back and throw the ball, you know, 40, 50 times, and everybody knows they're throwing, they're going to struggle. And we've seen it last week in Detroit. Um, I, I honestly think this is going to be a breakout game for Drake as well. I think Drake's yeah. going to be heavily featured. Um, Carolina gave up three rushing touchdowns to Josh Jacobs the first week. They've, they've struggled against running backs. Austin Eckler went off against them last week, had like 11 catches. So I think Kenyon Drake is, is the breakout player of this game. But if DeAndre Hopkins plays, he's still going to be the best player on the field. Still got to put him in the lineup. DeAndre Hopkins is all I really want to see on, on Arizona. Uh, the man is amazing. I don't know what Bill O'Brien was doing when he traded him, but his fantasy value is is through the roof in that offense. I think even more so than when he was with Houston, which he was already you know a top you know first round draft pick in a lot of drafts. I think that I think DeAndre Hopkins is, will finish as the number one wide receiver this year. And he's he's my breakout player every week. On the Carolina stand, on the Carolina side, though, I do want to talk about you know Christian McCaffrey's replacement. I think he's done a really good yeah. job uh, being involved, and I think the volume. There's nobody behind him. I think the volume is going to continue to be there as long as Christian McCaffrey is out. So if you have Mike Davis, uh, fire him up. I think think he's a, a great PPR asset. He's he's in the game all three downs, and I, I like I like what they're doing there with him. Yeah. And it's, you know, you have the, the steakhouse dinner 
he's more of a uh, you know he's more of a sit down restaurant option than he is a fast food option. And by, I mean that in the best way. I don't think that Mike Davis is is the B version of, of McCaffrey, but he's an option you could put in there and expect to get production, which isn't always the case when it comes to these fantasy replacements. So good point there on Mike Davis. And don't think I'm gonna let that Lamar Jackson hate slip. I'm gonna bring that up again at some point. Oh, you know it, that, right? It, it, it's it's fine. I, I'm not hating. I'm just being. I'm being. I'm keeping it real. Man, we're gonna know. address that at some point. Let's keep, let's know. keep it moving on this on this Jacksonville Cincinnati game. And speaking of hate, this week uh, my stud for this game is Joe, Joe Burrow. I got him as a QB one this week, and I think that they're throwing a ton, man. And when you have a, a banged up Joe Mixon, I think that Joe Burrow is gonna be throwing the rock. And Jacksonville, obviously, is a team that can or cannot put up points at times. Um, I think that Joe Burrow this week has all the setup to be throwing a lot this game, just a ton. And that makes him a QB1. His receiver play has been great. T. Higgins has uh, kind of emerged over the last week or so as a viable option. Tyler Boyd's obviously having a strong season. Haven't seen much out of A.J. Green. Not sure that we will this season. But um, I do like the setup that Joe Burrow's in, and they're just – they're letting him be a rook. They're letting him sling the rock, man. Oh man, I'm gonna say this quietly because a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of people are gonna get on me, man. I've had my uh, history with Joe Burrow. I've had a lot of strong opinions about Joe Burrow. Uh, you said it though. I honestly, my my first thing I wrote down when we were going, when I was going over these games, was Joe Burrow stud of the week. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna be honest. I, I have it right here. I'm gonna talk about him again later, but uh, I, he's my stud of the week. I think that. I think the matchup is just it fits perfectly. It's against Jacksonville. They're a young defense. We saw what Ryan Fitzpatrick did to him last week. I'm not going to go overboard and say I think Joe Burrow. I made a mistake, or I think he's going to be great now. Um, I think the opportunities are there. They are letting him throw the ball. Yeah, and I think that's important. Obviously, they're struggling running, um, and they've they've had really good receiver play aside from AJ Green, who just looks kind of like a an older version. He just not he's not the same. And I think I like what I've seen from T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yeah. So I'm with you on Joe Burrow. I'm disappointed that I had to say it, but I'm with you on Joe Burrow. And but I'm going to keep it rolling with with James Robinson. I'm 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 riding him again. Um, I'm a big James Robinson guy right now, uh, mainly because again the matchup. We watched what Cleveland did to Cincinnati with Kareem Hunt and and Chubb. Uh, I just think it's a good matchup for him. They're obviously using him, getting him involved, and there's nobody behind him to threaten him for carries. Uh, Chris Thompson gets in there on passing downs every once in a while, but he seems to be kind of a non-factor as well. Um, so I'm firing up James Robinson and also DJ Shark if he plays. I'm not sure if he's going to go or not, but um, yeah. I like DJ Shark coming back. Yeah, I like Shark uh, obviously as well. And uh, James Robinson train, man, I want to discuss that a little bit as well. I think that the workload, uh, he's getting the touches that you need to have as a running back one or running back two. And if you didn't believe in him early, he's making you a believer now. Do I think it ends at some point? Yes. But do I think you need to ride the train for as long as you can? Absolutely. Stick him in your lineups. Trust him. Don't try to judge the matchups. Trust him as a RB1 or RB2 until he tra- until he shows you otherwise. You're giving him the volume that they need. And, yeah, you might have another player that steps up there, Rykel Armstead. You might have Chris Thompson come in there later in the season. But right now, while he's getting the volume, he's getting anywhere between 17, 22 touches a game. Throw him in your lineup. It's a very it's a very good point you make when you talk about riding somebody, you know, while they're hot. I think a lot of times as fantasy players, we tend to want to either we, we jump in on a guy too soon, right? We're like, yep. oh, he's going to break out. And then we're quick to be like, oh, this is going to be the bad week, so I'm going to trade yep. him or I'm not going to play him. 
Um, I think you have to just experience that bad week. I think you have to just eat it up. But if he's if he's continuing to produce like you know over a hundred yards total offense, a couple of touchdowns, you can't say you know what this is the week he's not gonna do it. So I think you just, like you said, just trust it, put him in your lineup, and until he burns you, write it out. Yeah, yeah. Especially I mean when you got a player in PPR leagues, he's putting up over twenty points every single game. It's like you. Why would you turn that down? You know, and I think you're right. Uh, we do that a lot, especially with receivers. You'll go, okay, they're going up against a tough corner this week, so I'm going to leave them out of my lineup. It was just a fluke, or I'm going to trade him right now. And sometimes you trade a player before it's their time, before their coaches have given up on them. You're giving up on them in your fantasy lineup, trying to anticipate or outcoach, outsmart the GM. Like, you can't do that. You have to go with the touches that are there. And the options, you know, like at the end of the day, these are teams that have players and they have roles and it's not easy to just replace those players on the field. So let's move on. Let's go to this Cowboys Browns game, man, which I'm sure you're fired up to talk about. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Um, <laughs> I don't have, actually, you know what? I, I, I'm not too fired up to talk about this game. I think it, I think this is a simple game to kind of dissect. Yeah. You're always starting the Cowboys offense. They put up fantasy points. Whether you know, it doesn't matter what the result is. They put up fantasy points, and right now their defense is bad. So I, I, I've been—I I drafted Odell in a lot of leagues, and I've been down on Odell. He's had poor season, but I'm firing up the Browns' offense. I think Odell's going to get off. Our, our, the secondary in Dallas is not good. Um, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Odell Beckham. I'm starting them all. I probably wouldn't start Baker Mayfield. Uh, I just think he's an inconsistent player. I, I think he's inconsistent. I think they're a run-first team. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I think they're going to give a lot of looks to the running backs. And then I think Odell has a big player, too. But Baker's just he's too inconsistent. He's going to turn the ball over once or twice. And I don't think he's going to throw the ball enough to 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 make anything happen. As far as as far as if you're in a 10 team league, 12 team league, maybe in a deeper league, obviously in a two quarterback right. league. But I'm not starting. He's not in my top 10. I wouldn't start him. Um, I, again, I just don't think the volume's there. I think they're going to lean on the run game to try to slow to, slow the game down. Yeah, they they don't want to get into a shootout with the with the Cowboys. They nah. just don't. There's there's too much fire. I mean, they got two side. they got two top running backs there, like Kareem yeah. and yeah. Nick Chubb. They easily could be both RB ones on right. separate teams. And uh, obviously, Nick Chubb is the RB one there. Um, and with Kareem Hunt a little bit banged up, I think they're going to lean on Chubb a little bit more than they probably would have. Um, and like you said, the ball control aspect. I think that it's it's definitely important this game uh, because he. I don't think that the, the Browns aren't ready for a shootout. That's not their style of play this season. And even with the weapons that they have on offense, that's just they don't have a quarterback that that can keep up with that. So I definitely agree on the Browns side. Yeah, not much there. Start Zeke. Zeke should bounce back. Uh, I think Tyron Smith said they expect him to play. So that's a big that's a big boost for the, the Cowboys offensive line. Uh, there's been a lot of rotation up there. But I think Zeke bounces back from last week's poor performance. Um, other than that, like like I said, I, I'm starting all my Cowboys. All your Cowboys. What are your thoughts on uh, – so, obviously, Blake Jarwin's out for the year. And uh, had, they had an opportunity to throw in Dalton Schultz, man. And, you know, I, I think that uh, the Cowboys offense, obviously, anybody who rides in it, it's going to get fantasy production at some point in the season, whether it's a little bit or a lot. You're going to be fantasy, fantasy involved. Um, what are your thoughts on Dalton Schultz and his impact in this game specifically? I don't want to, I don't want to pull all your cards and say what, what you think for, for, for the moving forward, but what do you think he can do in this type of game? Honestly, I think this game is actually going to be closer than a lot of people think. Um, Dallas just doesn't seem to run away with games. They, whether it's starting slow, I, I think he'll see, I, I think he'll see the volume he's been seeing. 
he's going to see six to seven, you know, targets. The, the really, the problem is, is he going to catch him? He's had trouble holding onto the ball. Yeah. Um, his playmaking ability is not what Blake Jarwin's was, but he will see his opportunity of targets. And, and like you said, in an offense like that, it's hard not to play a guy. So yeah. if you have, I mean, obviously if you have a Travis Kelsey or if you have a, Mark Andrews, you're going to start somebody like that over them. But if you have these mid-tier tight ends and you're deciding, ah, oh, should I play this guy or that guy? If it's Blake Jarwin versus, I'm trying to think of a tight end that we could even put him up against, uh, and Evan Egram right now, and Evan Egram, <laughs> I'd probably go Jarwin. Yeah. Just based on the offense and, you know, their ability to move the ball and the opportunities. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Knew what you meant, Dalton though. Schultz, yeah. I'm still yeah, I'm man. still hurting because he, or because he's out. Jarwin's out. So man, so yeah, I know Schultz. big loss, big loss there. And and you know it's it's uh it's one of those things, man. I I know as a Cowboy fan, that's why I said I want to get your opinion on it because you get to watch them every week, man. And it's um you know you never know what these guys, man. They in, are they in the next fantasy stud or are they just somebody you stick in your lineup and and have them as a alternate option, man? And there have been a lot of tight ends struggling this year. Um, last week I, I called into a different show. And asked about Gronk, you know, and talking about this Bucks Chargers game really quickly. And you could tell uh, Gronk obviously got the targets last week. Um, I'm not sure that he gets it again this season. I think they were making a point to get him involved. Um, I don't like what Gronk is is doing this year. I don't think that he's uh, back. Um, we'll see though. We got Chris Godwin out this week, so if he is back, you'll know it by this week. Uh, if he's on your waiver wire, you know, you can pick him up, hold on to him for a little bit, but. I'm not sure that he's the best option, but who I do think is the stud for the Bucs this game, Ronald Jones. I think they're going to get to running the football against a rookie QB, ball control. Let him eat. Fournette is out this game. He will not be playing. Uh, Ronald Jones is my stud for this week. Love Ronald Jones. Like I like that pick a lot, Fournette being out. I think he's going to see the volume um, like that. The Gronk point, I think it's it's simple. I think Bruce Arians wants to push the ball down the field. That's his offense. Yep. It's one of those things, Gronk's living off his name, right? Do you want to take a flyer on him? You can, but, you know, one game he might get the two touchdowns. If you play him that week, great, but you're, if you're constantly looking for that game, you're probably losing more than you're winning. So um, I'm totally off of Gronk. I, I've never been a, a big Gronk guy in Tampa Bay. I think he's there just to follow Tom Brady. So yeah, um, I would stay away from Gronk. Um, I'm more excited about the the Chargers actually. I, I'm I'm excited. They're going up against a tough defense, but Herbert. I've liked what I've seen from Herbert. Um, this is going to be a, a really a, a true test for him. But they're giving him the opportunities, and I think Keenan Allen has a good game in this one. I think uh, that he's going to lean on his veteran receiver against a solid Tampa Bay defense. But I think Keenan Allen um, is going to have a nice game here. Yeah, and um, I'm actually staying away from the Chargers on offense, man. I, I think that it's just a uh, this game could get ugly. Rookie quarterback. I know this isn't, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of times rookie quarterbacks, when they go up against elite quarterbacks, they try to outdo them. They try to show that they're where they belong or they're worth. Um, the Chargers running game right now, it's, it's tough to even tell who the lead dog is at times. You got Equip going off one week. And, you know, it's, it's just it's for me right now with rookie quarterbacks, you never know who's going to get hot on offense. You never know where they're going to feel comfortable, where the coach is going to have them direct the ball during the game plan. For me, I, I'm not touching any Chargers this week at all in my fantasy lineups, if possible. Ravens, Washington, man. What are your thoughts on this game? Obviously, um, you know, Washington's offense. I don't even know if you want to talk about them going up against Baltimore, man. What are your thoughts on the Washington-Baltimore game? 
the only the only weapon on Washington I really care for, anyways. Antonio Gibson's interesting, but not right now. Later on in the yeah. season, Terry McLaurin is I, I think a legit wide receiver, but I, I just can't I I can't envision starting him against uh, against the Baltimore team if you have other options. He's been banged up all week. They said he's expected to play, but with the injury, the good Baltimore defense, I think Lamar Jackson has a huge game in this one. Yeah, I, I think he bounces back. You know, obviously he's going to be a little pissed off about last week's game. I think he has a big game. I, I don't think this one's close. I think Baltimore, you start. The only concern I have with Baltimore is they're running, they're rushing attack. Um, and from a fantasy standpoint, it's, just, it's it's almost getting to the point where you don't know who to start. Yeah, Ingram, you don't. Ingram, Gus Edwards, everybody wants J.K. Dobbins. There's nobody that's really taking control of that backfield, which is unfortunate. Um, I'm hoping it's J.K. Dobbins as the season goes on. But right now, I don't think you can trust any of them. Yeah. I think you have to look elsewhere. I think it's the same for that passing attack, too. You know, you never know really who to expect. Is you got Lamar throwing for 95 yards one week, you know, and it doesn't look like uh, Hollywood Brown is, is going to repeat the season that he had last, you know, last season, even with the added muscle and the, the experience. Looks like Mark Edwards is probably the only one you can even kind of trust on that offense. And even he's been somewhat inconsistent. I think Lamar is going to have a show-off game this week. You expected a lot on Monday night. Didn't get it. Uh, I think we're going to have a big game from Lamar Jackson this week. Washington, I don't even want to talk about them. If we can just get their football team, I don't even want to talk about Washington. If we can just avoid talking about them for the rest of the season. And if you got Terry McLaren, start him. If you don't, unless there's something that pops up, let's just not talk about Washington the whole rest of the year, dude. I'm cool with that. Them and the Jets. You're probably cool with that. Them and the Jets. We could just keep them on this little (laughs) island over here. Forget talking about them, man. Uh, We got to get through these these games. So Giants-Rams, we're looking at, you know, a couple different options there. What are your thoughts on Giants-Rams? Uh, love the Rams in this one, liked all their position players. But I want to talk about Daryl Henderson. I think uh, with his with his output the last couple of weeks, Sean McVay's shown confidence in him. And he actually mentioned, yep. I envision him getting the bulk of the carries because of the way he's played. So I'm I'm really excited about him. And, and then, you know, obviously you're starting the receivers. They're playing the Giants. We've seen what the Niners did to them with all backups. I don't like the Giants here. I'm probably staying away from all Giants players, and I'm just riding the Rams. Now, PPR League, I'm actually going to look at Golden Tate, Evan Ingram. I think those are good options right now. Uh, Slayton's going to get locked up. Obviously, going to have Jalen Ramsey on him. So, Daniel Jones has to have the ball somewhere. Somewhere. He has to go somewhere. I'm assuming it's going to be a lot of check down action uh, with Aaron Donald in his face all game. So, Golden Tate, Evan Ingram. I think if you have those guys, those are deep flex plays if you're looking for options. And, obviously, I love Darrell Henderson as well. Bills Raiders. I want to talk about this game for just a second. Obviously, this is a uh, a matchup. We sh- we've seen Josh Allen kind of do his thing. What are your thoughts on Bills and Raiders this game? Um, I want to talk about Josh Jacobs. I love the volume he's getting there. I think he's a workhorse RB one. As long as he's staying healthy, I think he you have to fire him up every week. And then obviously Darren Waller is a PPR monster, and only the great Bill Belichick can eliminate a guy who just had about 15 catches on the Monday night before, and then he does nothing. So um, I'm firing him back up. Darren Waller's uh, legit. And I like what Stefan Diggs is doing in Buffalo. I think I didn't expect the target share. And you saw that kind of reflect in his ADP. He dropped a lot in drafts and I I was fortunate enough to scoop him up in a couple of drafts, but I like, I like the target share he's getting and they, they seem to like his playmaking ability. So I, I like Diggs there. Okay. And I'm rocking. Uh, I like those picks. So I'm going the opposite side of the ball on both. I really like uh, Hunter Renfro. 
in this game, man, as a PPR, only PPR leagues. I think this is a PPR play only. I mean, expect him to get five, six catches. I don't know what he does with them, but I think he can at least get the volume that you're looking for this game. Um, they need to have another option besides Waller, and I think that is it for this game because, obviously, uh, Brian Edwards, everyone's favorite dynasty pick, is out, and also Henry Ruggs is out. So he's got to have somebody to throw to, and I think Carr gets him the ball. On the Bills' side of the ball, I think that uh, they will be up. I think they're going to be up this game, and I see Devin Singletary getting some work in. Zach Moss a little bit banged up, uh, so I think Devin Singletary will get some action in this game. Moving on, Sunday Night Football, Eagles and Niners. Who you got? Um, I am on record to saying Carson Wentz is um, needs to be replaced by Jalen Hurts. I'm going to stick to that point. He's facing a tough 49ers defense. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute. Um, massacre in I think they're playing in Philly though but it's not going to matter um, I think the Niners run away with this one I like I, from a fantasy perspective I liked what Ayuk did last week um, I'm excited about that with Debo coming back this week I think he'll you know lose obviously a little bit of opportunity but I think they're going to kind of ease him back and Kittle's back but I mm-hmm. think that could also free things up for Ayuk even more with all the attention given to those guys so Good I like point. I like what I saw from Brandon Ayuk and then I think from a from a Philly standpoint, Miles Sanders is the, the only guy that I would really be looking at there. Um, he gets the volume, but there's nobody on offense, maybe outside of a Zach Ertz, um, just because of the, the the all the injuries. They're just so banged up. It's hard to know who's going to be the guy that's going to get uh, next guy up. Well, yeah, and, and I'm going to counter you, actually. I'm actually going to say stay away from Zach Ertz this week. It's a tough matchup for him with those Niner linebackers, man. I think that that team, uh, they always play well against the, the tight end or top five team against the tight end in fantasy perspective. So Zach Ertz is a player that um, if you're expecting big things from out of him, maybe just reel it in a little bit and expect some other production from your, from your field. But Zach uh, Ertz is a player that, you know, the Niners, obviously, they shut down the tight end. They all, they've all they been like that historically for, like, the last decade. So uh, Greg Ward's another player. If you're looking for options on that Philly offense, um, I'm not saying that he's going to have a great game, but he's an option that you can use if you need somebody to plug in at their wide receiver position. Uh, if you're looking for free agents that are available that can make an impact this week, Greg Ward, if he's on your, on your um, free agents, pick him up. And then last but not least, we got the Monday night game, Falcons and Green Bay Packers. Who you got your eye on in this game? Excited to get Devontae Adams back in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is playing like the old Aaron Rodgers, so I like that. I'm really disappointed about Alan Lazard. I thought he had a breakout game last week, and I was excited to see where that that was going to go. And obviously now with the the core surgery, he's going to be out for a while. Um, But I'm all about Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is probably my favorite player in the league right now. Uh, I just love me some Aaron Jones. Maybe because <laughs> he has the same Aaron, name. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's the name. <laughs> but I, I just I just feel like I just love what he does. I think, you know, that kind of underdog, if you look at that draft class, I think he's a heavy, a high volume guy. Um, I'm I'm riding Aaron Jones heavy. And they're playing Atlanta. And we all know what Atlanta does. They give up late leads, can't stop anybody. Yeah. And then but Atlanta's gonna score. Like Atlanta does what Atlanta does, right? Um the only person I would stay away from is I'm just I'm done with Todd Gurley. Yeah. It's, it seems like he's just not the same player. They don't give him the touches. They don't want to run the ball. So I'm I'm off on Todd Gurley. But Julio, if he plays, I'm starting him. Calvin Ridley, if he plays, I'm starting him. I'll even throw Russell Gage's back healthy yep. as a flex play, put him in there. Um, but I'm just going to stay away from Todd Gurley. Yeah, I'm going to go on a player that I actually, when I was working at Pro Football Focus, graded really highly at Wyoming. 
and that's Brian Hill, man, a violent runner. I really liked what I saw out of his touches last week. And with the way a girl he's running, he looks like a player that can have an impact later this season. So if he's on your free agent list, he's on your waiver wire, give him either a look, a star, something that lets you know, keep an eye out for this guy because the week that his breakout happens, it might be the last time we're seeing Todd Gurley as, as the, the workhorse for this season. Uh, obviously, the plays for Packers, if Devontae Adams is there, good. If Aaron Jones, uh, you know he's going to get work if you have him in your lineup. But a player that maybe you want to keep your eye on in this game because it's going to be high scoring is Tanya, tight end. Robert I think that Tanya. that could be a little sleeper play if you're looking. A lot of these plays we have our tight ends. Uh, the tight end position this year has been pretty inconsistent. Uh, we've had some injuries. We may have a delay here with one of them here in, in um, the KC Pats game. So we'll see. But if you're looking for flyer tight end options, Tanya's your guy. And let's touch on the KC Pats game before we go into our DK lineup. Um are you staying away from these guys in fantasy? Are you playing them? What's your thoughts on, on the KC pass game? Man, I think Belichick is so locked in defensively and just finds way, find ways to make – eliminate your best option. Um, I actually like – I like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this game a lot. If you look at their their history, the running backs are where, where they can kind of exploit the New England defense because he does a really good job of taking away Kelsey, taking away Tyreek Hill. And we saw it last year with Damian Williams – um, in prior years with Kareem Hunt, the running backs tend to be the focal point of that um, that offense. So I really like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in this one. And then from the New England standpoint, I like I like Nikhil Harry more so than I like Julian Edelman. I think Cam kind of likes the big body that he that he presents, kind of like the Kelvin Benjamin when he had his MVP year. Um, and then I think Cam is going to be able to, to do something if he was able to play. I don't know if this game is going to happen yeah. or not. Obviously, uh, with the COVID diagnosis, if he does not play. I think that changes. I probably stay away from all Patriots. Who knows who's going to run the ball? James White is back, even after a great breakout game by Rex Burkhead, who had three touchdowns last week. Um, it's the Patriots running game, and who knows who's going to have the big day. Yeah, this, this looks like a, a running game to me because if the Chiefs get up, they're going to run the ball. And I think that that's uh, obviously with Brian Horner starting. I don't think it's going to be uh, a, a passing game on their end. I think they're going to use their lean heavy on their running attack. And we'll find out, you know, we're going to find out if they do play or if it's going to be postponed. It's looking like a Tuesday game right now. Uh, I think KC defense, the late with the late week, uh, Hoyer, obviously the news coming out yesterday about Cam Newton. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to have enough time. Obviously, he's, he's been the offense. He knows the offense, but it's different being on game field with no preseason this year, no real chance to be on the field. This will be his first on-field experience. Uh, KC defense, I would also fire up. We got three minutes left. Let's get into these DK lineups real quick, man. So we got our – what we decided we're going to do is a daily fantasy versus matchup every week. So you have a chance to draft Kings uh, – to do, do a draft Kings lineup and set it, and we're going to go against each other and keep a tally on who's winning and who's losing, and we'll also go over that in the week previous – or the week um, ahead. So let's hear your lineup, my man. All right. Quarterback, I said it earlier – uh, MVP of the week, Joe Burrow. Don't want to say it too loud because I, you know, I get ridiculed. The Joe got, Burrow hater starting Joe Burrow in our first DK. Yeah, you know how we do. Hey, you got hey, no bias here. You got to, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> so I got Joe Burrow. Uh, we talked about. I got Dalvin Cook. I think he goes hard against Houston. I got Daryl Henderson against the Giants. Uh, I'm firing up Will Fuller. We talked about Will Fuller earlier. I also DK Metcalf as a receiver, and then I got. <laughs> I got Troutman for the Saints at tight end. Uh, with Jared Cook being out, 
Uh, we talked about we t- we talked about him earlier. We didn't really say his name, but we knew where we were going with that. Yeah. I also got Preston Williams at receiver. Um, again, I just think it's a good matchup for them. Uh, Seattle's defense is is poor. Um, who else do I got? What else do I got? Uh, flex play. James Robinson is my flex and Baltimore defense. There you go. That's not bad. Do you have any remaining salary left? Are you sure? Uh, I think I had a. I think I had a hundred. Let me make sure. Yeah, I think I had a hundred left. Or hundred yeah, left. Hundred left. Okay. All right, my lineup starting. I love to go low as low as I can in a high scoring matchup with quarterbacks. So I I talked about that. Um, Seattle at Miami game. I'm going with Ryan Fitzpatrick for fifty four hundred dollars. I don't think you can be mad at the value there. Uh, running back. I'm going with Nick Chubb. I think that the, they're going to lean really heavy on that run game as we talked Hater. about. For 7K, I think you can't – you get RB1 production. Hey, I'm just saying, man, I think he's going to have a big day. And then also I got Darrell Henderson, so we're 100% on there. Uh, Henderson, I think he has a monster day against the Giants. I went with Kenny Galladay in that matchup. I think uh, he's – hopefully he's back to normal now. He's not, you know, coming off that injury anymore. So Kenny Galladay at 6K. Uh, Also went with uh, DK Metcalf. So we are in unison there. I went with Devontae Parker instead of Preston Williams for my for my Dolphins stack there. Um, I thought it was good value there at fifty seven hundred dollars. I also went with Troutman twenty five. I feel like he's he's uh, definitely an option there for the Saints with with all the injuries they have. And I also went with the number one player in fantasy right now, Alvin Kamara. I think you got to throw him in your lineups. You're looking at you know potentially thirty five to forty points every week right now when it comes to these daily lineups. You can't miss that action if it happens. And then for defense, I went with Houston Texans. I went with Texans against the Vikings. I try to stay low as possible with my defense when it comes to pricing. It is what it is. So let us know your thoughts. That's the lineup setter. It's what we do. Justin Henry, Aaron Mutes, signing off. Signing off. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.